Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, all cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh Landon. I'm here with Brandon Kelly. Brandon Kelly, how are you? Josh, I told you last week, it's festive fixtures. It's festive Brandon. And I'm <laughs> here right. to deliver some presents <laughs> to all of the good FPL boys and girls. So let's go. Let's let's go. Let's jump right into it. Yeah, I mean, this is a... I love I love every time I start these pods when I think it's going to be short. Right now, I said it's going to be our shortest pod ever because it's a short turnaround <laughs> uh-huh. time. And then you look at the running order. Like everyone listening right now, you know, can can see the future, right? They'll see how long this pod is. But in my head, this is under an hour. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to because the, the matches start and on, on Tuesday. Yeah. There could be a lot of chaos to come anyway, right? So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll 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 see what happens, you know. Uh, but hopefully. The chaos keeps to a minimum. Hopefully Spurs play on Thursday. Hopefully all the other issues that are out there right now yeah. um, resolve themselves in a fairly low-key way. It sounds like we're in for a hairy couple of weeks. I, I was You and I were talking about this before the pod started. You know, I think that this might be something that, that becomes a massive storm. It kind of blows through the Premier League. And um, and then hopefully by the time January rolls around, we're kind of out the other side of it. You know, if you could take a guess, Josh, and I want a number from you, um, what is the volume of uh, in in ounces, let's say, of fluids that Ivan Tony has consumed over the last ten days? <laughs> well, I wonder. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I, someone who's like you know peak prime of their life twenty, I bet he's been like just like it's like he's been in prison, right? I bet he's yeah. just been like uh, just like. Like running around his apartment like he's gonna score like four goals when he gets back out there yeah we want to see a good covid beard when you get back tony that's <laughs> exactly. what we want um so let's let's but you know because the matches start on tuesday let's jump right into uh today's pod um the theme of this week's pod are the five biggest dilemmas um ahead of game week 17 so we just broke it up into five key questions five key things to consider um but you know let's do a quick recap on game week 16 uh brandon you were not talking about talking about before the pod you know it's like it's not fun to come on here when it's much more fun to come on when you've had a good game week and not mm-hmm. as much fun when you've had a bad game week there's a question from james p which i, I felt like I, I threw it up here because i thought it might resonate with you a little bit um and maybe with other people listening right because there are a yeah. lot of people who took minus 12s this week right i mean like like <laughs> that you know that was i mean a, a fpl raptor on twitter did that right like he just had so many he had triple spurs right like it yeah. was just like what are you don't gonna go do? into the like, tall grass raptor you yeah, did it I mean, with if, your minus 12 yeah if you had ivan tony triple spurs and sanchez keeper right that's five players who would all be yeah. out uh because of COVID in one week like there's just no way to resolve that easily so you know I, I think you and i are both really um sympathetic to that you know and how sure. what, what a pain that would be um you know we, you, you and i both lost players um this week for that for that as well um not in any way that it's more important than the real life component of it okay you know we're, but we're just talking about a game here so I, sure. it's like i have to nod at real life which does <laughs> yeah. exist outside yeah. of this podcast we see you real life we respect <laughs> you exactly uh but james p said uh, after 10 green arrows to start the season i've now taken five straight red arrows 
still my best start ever, but I feel worse than I've ever felt. (laughs) How do we stay positive? What do we do for our teams when everything's going wrong? Well, I don't know how well I can answer this, Josh, because I'm on three uh, very high octane red arrows in a row right now. Uh, I've dropped 360,000 places in the last three weeks. I've got like strong Carl Havoc. I don't want to be around any more energy happening (laughs) in my, in my FBL squad right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I guess like the, the perspective I'd try to take is you can only move in one direction, not necessarily in the ranks, but you can only move direction in terms of playing the game. You have to pick up the pieces and set a team for the next game week. So it's always forward, forward, forward. This is this, your only other option, I guess is, is to quit playing. And that is this pod. uh, You're not right. (laughs) You're not. (laughs) And I would, I would never, the reason why I would never encourage anyone, I mean, there are, there are um, plenty of uh, vital discussions about mental health and, you know, you have to respect what your body's telling you, but, um, you, uh, the reason like FPL is so fun and addictive is you're always chasing that next green arrow. And even if you're feeling bad, if you feel like your squad's terrible, you're going to hit that game week, whether it's this coming one or the following one where you actually do have a game, a a good game week. Maybe your rank is miserable. I am not happy with 425 K at the moment. Maybe my next green arrow is just like moving up five, 5,000 spots. It still doesn't put me in a, in a good position, but that somehow is uh, that's the juice that you need. And I mean, I saw our friend Eric Freeman played a free hit chip this week. He scored 94 points. This is just like out of the clear blue sky, having an incredible, memorable game week. And, uh, you know, it's the, it's sports, it's gambling that the unexpected can happen. And like when you have a bad run, like what James is talking about, what you tend to then expect is bad things. But yeah. remember, the unexpected could also be a good thing that happens around the corner. I think the uh, the free hit chip idea is is something to think about because I, th- I feel like that wasn't considered enough this weekend uh, with, with some teams. I mean, if you're if you're going to minus twelve, you should at least consider the option, yeah. the idea of a free hit, right? I mean, if you had three Spurs, you were in a, you were in a tough spot because there's a chance they were going to play in the the Leicester game as well. I think as of right now, we don't know. I mean, I had heard that. Um, that there was a training session that took place today, uh, whispers, um, mm-hmm. like a double session, apparently that they, that they ran. So I'm assuming that they're going to feel the team for, for Thursday. Uh, that's, that's, that's my thinking right now. I don't know how many people have, you know, Lester, some, some, some do certainly. Um, and so I, I sure think as that, hell won't after this game week. Yeah, nope. I under, yeah, <laughs> totally understand that. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you've got Jamie Vardy and yeah. that's just like a total, I mean, just the last two weeks have been, have been crazy, but I think, um, yeah, thinking out, thinking about using those chips a little bit, uh, you know, it, it, especially in midweek, if you need them, I think that's a possibility. I think, um, you know, when I'm having a bad run, the temptation is like, I mean, I think the, the real solution is just to like actually, um, just get like hyper practical about it. Right. And just like immediately be like, all right, what is like, just fix one problem at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, not, not be like, Oh, like, whoa, like, you can drown in kind of angst, you know, and yeah. it's not productive, right? From a, like, it's not productive in real life either, but it's, it's certainly when it comes to the game, the fantasy as well. It's like, just like, what's the biggest problem right now? 
You know, you got yeah. one transfer, fix that, and then save the other for next week. I feel like the, the problem that some people get into is they start trying to fix every problem with the minus four or minus eight. And it's, it's always this rationalization. Well, if everything works out or it's a long-term investment or whatever, but sometimes it, you, it just it just doesn't work out at all. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you're 10 points back from where you would have been if you right. hadn't just hit made a hit, you know? Yeah, it's true. And and the free hit discussion um, of, of people sort of like Eric went this way where most the the conventional strategy is I'm not going to use my free hit because I want to use that for a big double game week. Can you imagine though, Josh, that you could take a minus, you could save your free hit and take a minus 12 for game week 16 and try to make it work. Well, what's the difference between that and taking a minus 12 um, ahead of a double game week? Um, you know what I mean? Like it, these ideas are somewhat interchangeable. Well, it's it's just a tricky one. And so do we want to talk about game week 16? We just we just want to move on. Do we just go right into game week 17? Um, yeah, I I I don't know. Let let me ask you this question. I think this is the okay. one thing that you and I should talk about coming out of game week 16 is mm-hmm. Bernardo Silva and how we feel about us both bringing him in. Um mm-hmm. like was the most the most magical moment of my game week sixteen was Bernardo Silva hitting Moutinho in the armpit um, <laughs> with the ball with a cross. <laughs> kind um, of a kind of a slightly <laughs> harsh penalty. The problem with Moutinho is 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 was not so much like I, if his arm had just been lower, you know, it wasn't even that it hit the outstretched arm really, but it was just his, because his arm was out so much. Yeah, right? he's just making his yeah. body that much bigger, and that that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't want to quibble with the penalty sure, call, sure, but sure. Uh, looking. Coming out of game week sixteen, are we are we feeling happy that we that we brought Bernardo in? Well, are we un- am I an yeah. ungrateful pig? I mean, it cost me five points um, immediately, right? Because I dropped Rafinha for him on a minus four, uh, which was just like it seemed very. When he got the assist, I was like, "Well, great." Rafinha is probably going to blank today. And so it's like, well, you know, he's got Leeds in Newcastle next. Uh, yeah. That is to say, uh, Bernardo does. So this is all going to work out great. And then, boom, Rafinha gets a goal like 15 minutes into that match and then uh, has like nine more opportunities <laughs> to pick up points. Like I watched that Chelsea match just like pa- like in full panic mode the entire time because yeah. uh, it's like I can take like a hit hurting me, but it's like you don't want it to like destroy, you know. It's like I, I, yeah. I, I dr- me dropping Gallagher last game week, you know, it's oh, like getting a brace today, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, I think um, – uh, so I mean, I'm feeling okay about him because he was rested for that champions league match. He didn't even travel with the team. So I don't know why I think there's actually a good chance. That he starts the next two matches for, yeah, for man yeah, city. And those so. two matches are Leeds and Newcastle, which are terrific matches. I mean, the, the bummer for me is that, uh, Cancelo is, uh, maybe he did it on purpose. I don't really know, but Cancelo's getting his rest for the Leeds match, um, which at least means he'll be fresh for Newcastle in game week 18. So Livermento is, um, he, he's, he's been so far from our thoughts and I think maybe the Cancelo, uh, yellow card, uh, allows us to remember what we liked about Livermento for a couple of weeks. So let's try back that. In, he's back in my bus team right now. Uh, yeah. like it, like it or not, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm in a tricky spot this week. I, I have to figure the Cancelo news, with and I still have Tony. Like, talk about not fixing your weakest link. You know, yeah. I left I left Tony in there, uh, and now with Cancelo out, I have two players who are not playing in my in my eleven. So I think I'm probably going to have to drop Tony for somebody. And I don't even know. Like, I mean, well, actually, we're going to talk. One one of the five questions will be about forward. So let me. Okay. Not, I don't want to preempt that discussion. We'll talk about that in just in like five minutes here. But um, 
Yeah. So I, uh, I actually finished in a pretty good, I ended up at a pretty good week. It was really, um, it was Rudiger that was hugely helpful for me, the, the marauding center back himself. Um, just it's, I mean, he created like he and Ronaldo both were like created something from nothing this week. Right. Like, yeah. like Ruger was just like, let me just get in the box and get in the way of a defender like two different <laughs> times. You know? An agent of chaos. <laughs> yeah. Total agent of chaos. And, uh, and so, you know, getting the getting the nine from him, uh, especially when his his you know effective ownership wasn't super high, um, that one was really big. And then, and then I brought in Ronaldo for Kane, and Ronaldo again gets something from nothing, much like Rudiger. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I actually was a little surprised that VAR didn't didn't talk that penalty off, but I guess there was enough contact to to keep it. You know, it you know, give light. the fans give the fans what they want. They want a little Sue action. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know that's fine. You know we we're we're grasping for entertainment here in the Premier League, um, even <laughs> yeah. though the even though like just watching the um, the points turn with Chelsea and Liverpool and City all playing on Saturday um, mm-hmm. and how tightly compact they are at the top of the league, um, it seems like the other Premier League teams need to get the memo in terms of like the incredible drama that we're all expecting from this league right now. Yeah. I don't think West Ham, West Ham has brought a lot of drama the last few weeks. I mean, to their, to their credit, but, uh, not today. Uh, no. Today was, today was where the buck stopped with, uh, I'm actually surprised <laughs> that Burnley hadn't had just some nil nil home match, right? Like, isn't it like, I feel like that's like their bread and butter. And I feel like it's been years since we saw them just like yeah, yeah, have yeah. a, a Nick, with a Nick Pope game, even though Nick Pope mm-hmm. wasn't asked to make too many saves. And I think, no. Uh, the the reason Burnley is is in jeopardy this season is I think that their their defense has continually bailed them out, yeah, and um and their defense just does not appear to be as good this season as in recent no. seasons. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I I'm with you. I was surprised to see them actually pull out a clean sheet for once against a yeah. team with the caliber of attackers that West Ham has. They just I don't know like. Jesse Lingard in January seems like an imperative at this point for West Ham. Hmm. If they can finally break this old Trafford spell that's been put on I Jesse Lingard. Say, I thought you were going to say Burnley. And I was like, yeah. Like, uh-huh. bring, bring <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, but you're, you're mentioning agents of chaos. I think that is what West Ham is missing right now. Antonio, yeah. um, I think he just needs to recharge those chaos batteries a yeah. little bit. I would um, say Ben Rama. Ben Rama is an agent of chaos, but in a bad way. Right. I think he's an agent of ant. Like it is chaos, but it's it's just not the fun chaos. It's like uh, he's kind of doing his own thing sometimes out there. All right. Let's jump to the always cheating Super League, Josh, so that we can move on to our five uh, questions for game week 17. The top 10 in the Super League right now. Kevin Walsh in 10th place, followed by Kingsley Fox, Halid Music in eighth, seventh. It's Avinash Jogtop in sixth, Julian Fortuna. Uh, Pepe Curley in fifth. What a name, Pepe Curley. Yeah, a lot of good that. names. Kingsley Fox, too. Those are some strong names. Uh, Stuart Dudley in fourth. Ryan Quinn, who is top of our Patreon league, is in third place and in second. Andrew Glushkoff and the man, the myth, the legend, Daniel Mason Abraham, holding it down in first position. If you want to join the Always Cheating Super League, just head to alwayscheating.com. The league code is right there. 
Yep. And uh, yeah, and thank you for everybody on the feedback regarding our uh, our new logo, which you, if you're listening right now, you can look down at your phone or, or mm-hmm. laptop or car dashboard or whatever, uh, and you can see it. And thanks to our friends at Blue Wire for giving that to us. I, I thought it really, really cool. But we gave them hilariously, uh, you did, Brandon, give them hilariously detailed instructions. Yeah. Basically, we were like, look at every logo for every single football slash soccer podcast out there. We don't want it to look like any of them. <laughs> yeah. And he actually pulled it off, or, or she. Yeah. I don't even know if it was a male or female designer. You know, it was, uh, mm, went into the ether and came back to us. So Yeah, yeah awesome. it could be an alien from another galaxy who, <laughs> who doesn't even recognize our, our binary society. So uh, this is December Pledge Month. If you are doing well right now or if the podcast has been a source of some entertainment and joy for you this year and you are not yet a Patreon supporter, uh, go to patreon.com slash alwayscheating. It's a way to say thank you and get bonus podcasts. Bonus podcasts are especially crucial during the busy festive fixtures. We'll be doing one uh, after Game Week 17 concludes but before Game Week 18 kicks off this weekend. So uh, that's just one practical way that the podcast Really helps. And, uh, you know, and also it's just a way to say uh, thank you and then talk to people on the Slack. And the Slack was really active this week. I jumped on there multiple times. Brennan, you got some grief on the Slack. Those guys were like really, they were going at you, you know, and I think you've got some uh, scores to settle. This is going to be like John Wick style. You know, you're going to go in there with, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll some, see. Some headshots I mean, uh, this week. It- it was a big week for me in the Patreon community as I fell out of the last cheater standing league. So I think that was what all the commentary was about. And listen, I'm not going to show up to to receive a bunch of body blows from Patreon supporters. No. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hide under a rock and you'll see yeah. me in a month. No, Thursday night when you've had a a, a, a big bounce back game week 14, you can find <laughs> you every go. single player in that league who your rank is higher than and just, yeah. you know, go after them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, patreon.com slash always stream where you can go. I want to say a thanks to our new patrons, new producer patron, Alex Holcomb and three other new patrons, Stephanie Marquis. Pat Riley, which is awesome, Brandon. I mean, one of the great well, the LA Lakers coach NBA, NBA history <laughs> and, uh, and Eric niece Onstad. So thank you so much to all of our, uh, all of our new patrons and, uh, yeah, especially you, Pat, I, I, I want to get down for a Miami heat game soon. So maybe you can help us, uh, secure some tickets. For yeah. That. I want some, I want some hair mousse as well. That's what I want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you know, Brandon, you're making fun of our newest patron. You know, you got to be careful there. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you to everyone for uh, for supporting the pod. We'll take a break. We'll get back with our five key questions. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Brandon, we're back. Today's topic, as discussed above, the five biggest FPL dilemmas ahead of Game Week 17. Question one, this is not a fun question, but it feels like a necessary question, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, How bad is COVID about to mess everything up, and what can we do as FPL managers to prepare for it? This question from FPL Wannabe said, with COVID sweeping through the FPL, with with COVID sweeping through the, the Premier League, mm-hmm. uh, is it time to have a full playing squad of 15 and limit ourselves to two players per club, rolling transfers whenever possible? Well, I, the, the, play, yeah. the playing bench is, is simple. And I think uh, the game has given us uh, good options uh, below 4.5. I'm just thinking about yeah. uh, Josh Brownhill got a rest. He's my, he's my fifth mid. He got a rest today, but I don't think that that means he lost his spot. I believe Josh, or not Josh Cork, um, Corky, uh, whatever his name is, um, is probably going to make way midweek. He's four point mm-hmm. four. Ben White and a really solid Arsenal defense. Four point four. Yeah. You can and, and you can Dallow at four point four. Exactly. You can fill your bench with excellent playing options that are that are not going to screw up your budget. So that's easy. This is an interesting point though about the only having two players from each squad to sort of mitigate the risk in case a fixture gets postponed but i what do you think about this josh because i think that that makes logical sense but if a fixture is postponed it's not just affecting one club it's affecting two clubs uh and then how so how are you figuring that and you can't roll that strategy from game week to game week Every there's at least if you have just two players from each squad, you could have at minimum four players at risk in your side by that logic each game. Week. It's, I mean, the real like harsh in some ways, I feel like the way to prepare yourself is not a is, there's not a strategy like an actual like I mean, you're kind of getting at this. There's not like an actual strategy. It's a mental approach that you have to take, which is mm-hmm. that you might get completely hosed any week in the next several game weeks. And it's like, and you just have to be like, you know what, this, this is not fun. Like it's not, it's not fair. It's not like, you know, the, it's like, this is not like a board game, right? It's not like in risk. You wouldn't suddenly like elbow, like 10, you know, cavalry off the board and be like, ah, sorry. Like, you know, it's like, that's just how life is, sure. you know? Uh, but, uh, but th- this is a fluid game. Then we're, we're basically gambling on outcomes of matches that haven't been played yet. Right. So yeah. there's only so much strategy you can do in that case. So I think it's just like, you just have to remember that there's a massive global pandemic that is really hard to, uh, even harder than everyone thought it was going to be right to yeah. eradicate. And, um, you know, and that that's, it's the holidays. And I mean, I hope everyone's having as much fun and doing what they can right now. And festive. Yeah. It's a festive Brandon. Exactly. And it's like, yeah. And just like, you know, may, like doing whatever your level of like risk tolerance is yeah. right. Like some, for some people listening, it's, it's super high for others. It's not, you know, and it's just like, but like, it's, it, it just, it's not fair. And like, that's the mental approach you have to like, just 
be like, you know what? It's not fair, but it is how it is what yeah. it is. And it's really hard to prepare for. And I'm not sure that there's a great strategy because like you said, you know, first of all, I mean, I have three Liverpool players. This is the only team that I have three players from. Uh, it's probably true of most people listening to this podcast. I'm not going to drop Jota or something to like get down to two, yeah. right? So there's really no, and, 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 and maybe, maybe you've had three Chelsea players. I mean, we'll talk about Chelsea in a second. Like maybe you go to two, but it's like, you just don't know, you know? And so it's like, and also like if you were to, I mean, it's like, okay, here, let me, let me reframe the question. If okay. you had two players from a team and you were thinking about getting a third from that team, would that kind of risk of losing three three players from one team if a match got canceled dissuade you at all from bringing them in? No, because if I were considering getting three players from one team, it would be a really good team, like right. Liverpool, for example. And why are you yeah. looking to get three players from that team? Because there were so many points available. Yeah. And uh, that is you know, what the point you were making about risk it's a risk worth taking at that point if you're looking at getting Sala, Trent, plus another Liverpool defender or Jota, assuming Jota plays yeah. um, a good match, <laughs> plays and plays, he plays a good, a good match. Ma- yeah, uh, he could, oh my God. Uh, Sala could have had an assist and he would have had a, like, uh, but actually, I guess it was that lack of sharpness is why he didn't start, yeah, right? Because yeah, he, yeah. he was not sharp. So I think that is the game, essentially, as you're saying, Josh, is no, I think it, you probably want to risk these um, COVID issues, um, because there is, you, you, you'll miss out on upside if you allow yourself to be too conservative because of what may possibly happen that is out of your control. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, because you just don't know, and it's not good strategy to plot for some, like to plan for something you can't really plan for because there's yeah. no like it's it's like it, it sounds good in theory but on a practical level there's really no way to do it that, that how many times josh have smart. you been you, you, i i guess i'll speak for myself josh i'll use an i statement here how many times have i um been risk averse and planned a, a flight layover that's like four hours long because uh-huh. of the anxiety of well what if there's a delay on the initial leg of the journey and then i'll yeah. be strapped for time yeah Virtually every time you end yeah. up, you end up stuck in an airport with nothing to do except drink terrible beer and eat terrible pizza. So um, that's kind of like what we're talking about with COVID strategy here. Is that's is you're gonna don't you don't want to end up stuck in in the middle of yeah. nowhere in an airport just because you didn't have the 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 guts yeah. to get three players from Liverpool. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I was trying to think what the equivalent of that would be in FPL. I guess it's like having Sissoko start in your team or something uh, like that. It's yeah. like, well, that's the layover option, but uh, it's not that bad. It's better than paying, you know. But Sissoko is the mass market airport paperback of FPL assets. <laughs> he, really, he really is. He, almost had, he had a chance. He had one moment in that yeah. Watford game. Uh, he got pulled back and they got a free kick from it. And just, you know, to be like specific about some of the COVID stuff, there have been rumors that there were there might be a couple issues at Brentford, rumors that there are a couple issues at Aston Villa now. There have been rumors about Leicester, although they ended up feeling a full, a full team this week. Obviously, you have what's going on at Spurs right now. Uh, Man United, there's been some rumors there as well, although apparently everybody who traveled to um, the Norwich match tested negative, um, although that was, that was like, you know, um, yesterday. So, mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, so, I mean, these are all just like, it's, it's very speculative. And so um, it's not, it's not super helpful to, to spend a lot of energy worrying about this. And, and oh, here's what I was going to say, Brendan, earlier. Sorry. Yeah, go on. I mean, very rambly uh, right now, but um, you know, I took a minus four this week, uh, you know, it cost me five points, uh, net five points, I should say, obviously there's the four point hit itself. Um, and I still ended up in a green arrow this week. I mean, the thing is like, if chaos is going to really rip through the premier league, 
it is probably going to affect virtually everybody. I mean, yeah, yeah someone's going to pop on Twitter and be like, I might not even use my transfer this week. Right. Like there's always going to be somebody <laughs> who just who like walks, you know, who, who sails through Scylla and Charbidus, Brandon, you know, like, uh, like in the Odyssey and just in, comes out the other side. <laughs> That's but a I good think, pull there, Josh. I'll yeah, hand, thank I'll you. I don't know hat. where that came from. But yeah, they'll, um, you know, the, some people will get through it, but the vast, vast, vast majority of us will crash on the shores mm-hmm. uh, or the rocks of these, of the, mm. of the COVID stuff and injuries and all the other million in rotation, mm. all the other million things that are going to happen. And, and so, yeah, like just, you know, if you feel like you're getting screwed, it's like you and everybody else. Right. And so I think yeah. that's, that's like the, just remember that and don't, and I, I think in most cases, I mean, you know, if you just have nobody, if you're just going to get zero, then I, I would consider a massive hit. But in general, I don't see a massive hit being worthwhile, especially because there might be even more cast on the line. So it's not even mm-hmm. like you can sort of be feel confident that your massive hit's going to pay off over four weeks. Cause you just don't know what's going to happen the next few weeks. So I yeah. wish I knew, Josh. Where's Biff with my with my sports almanac? Exactly. Um, yeah, that'd be so useful right now, wouldn't it? <laughs> things things I wish I would have known from that sports almanac from from the future is that Reese James, when I brought him into my fantasy team, would get a uh, like one zero zero zero. It's like the returns <laughs> on Reese James the last four weeks have been. Um, yeah. Utterly confounding, which leads us to question two ahead of yeah. game week 17. What do we do with Chelsea defenders? Jeff Petter asks, are we done with Reese one point in four weeks? James. Now, um, you you had uh, you had you have we both have Reese James and Josh, the double up has worked really well for you with Rudiger because Rudiger has has picked up the slack for James and Chilwell over the, whole, the last the whole, month. And I'd say the whole, che- the whole Chelsea team. Really. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps <laughs> that's true. Perhaps that's true. Um, and the, the double up anywhere else, like I have Reese James and Mendy and, um, the less said the better. So how are you feeling about Reese James yeah. right now? I, I mean, I can't imagine you'd even consider getting rid of Rudiger, which seems like madness from where we were a month ago. Um, where Reese James yeah. seemed like the undroppable option. Yeah. I mean, I think Rudiger, by the way, is like a total like blue chip stock, like FPL asset where it's just like, you just like throw him in your team and he's the left sided center back on that team. There's very little players for him to rotate with and, and he wants to attack, you know? And so, and, and so it's just like, that's like, I feel like he's like one of the safest players you can have in fantasy, you know, just like really, really like, he's like, you know, kind of Van Dyke levels of just like, if he's, healthy they're gonna he's gonna he's gonna start you know um but i think um with james i mean it's just i guess like it's it's you know his form has probably dipped a little bit uh they cannot find a forward like that it's i mean like i i Lukaku must really be struggling to come back from this injury right mm-hmm. i mean like that must be why he's you know only playing like 20 minutes at a time but i mean Werner was anonymous right i, could, I couldn't even believe it was like there's a moment 40 minutes in you're like oh right team of Werner started this match yeah. like just you know, uh, obviously, uh, it's we're at the point with Timo yeah. where it's just not interesting to talk, to so talk about him. Even. That is, that is so, that is so true. And, and Kai Havertz is just a weird one too, because I really highly rate him as a player, but it just doesn't feel like Havertz as forward. Right. Seems yeah. like the answer there, at least right. not with this club. Um, yeah. and you know, and so then you're just basically relying on, on the midfielders. And, um, I mean, the thing about Rich James, he's on like like all these free kicks, he's, um, super attacking still. He's, he's, he, you know, he's throwing crosses into the box. Um, I mean, Aspilicueta had a, a kind of a poor match and, you know, I didn't walk out of that thinking, oh man, like 
Reese James is about to lose his job to Osby. I mean, he might get rotated. He'll get rotated a little more than like Rudiger will for sure. Uh, yeah. It could even happen in midweek. It would not be impo- like sh- shocking at all. I mean, unfortunately, but um, yeah, I think that um, I don't really see. A, I mean, God, with all the other things going on right now, Reese James is like. I mean, it's it's like it's fluky, you know, yeah. and it's like it's not fun. Uh, but I don't. I just don't see moving him as like any kind of like urgent, you know, issue. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it's an urgent issue. And I think he is just like, a, a he will be a case study in a lot of managers losing patience with him. And he will, you know, at the minimum deliver a six pointer in the next couple of weeks. And yeah. you know, the conversation will either cease or it will change to a positive one around Reese. He's just not one of those players that you really need to worry about. I had this issue with Cancelo uh, like eight weeks ago where yeah. I lost my faith in the city defense. I had the double up with Cancelo and Diaz. And Your faith was shaken. It was I shaken to yeah. the core. <laughs> um, and I just bombed all of them out of my team. And it blew up in my face because I think these, uh, particularly the the top of the table teams who are fighting on multiple fronts, they see rotation, they see uh, yeah. lots of wild fluctuations in form based on like the um, all those, all those different, uh, uh, fronts that they're, they're fighting on. So I, I have, I'm, I've worried a little bit about Chelsea and that they're like, they seem to be flagging. They couldn't, yeah. they were the one premier league team that couldn't manage, manage to finish top of their champions league league group. And now they're, you know, they're, they're in worry. They're worrying about flagging in the premier league table. Yeah. Uh, so I, but, but that said, the players are still that good. The team is that good. And I think coming out of the festive period, you know, you'll be, you'll be happy you yeah. have them. I mean, if you had no, like, I don't think that Reese James is undroppable. Right. I mean, I feel like if you had no other pro, I mean, I guess the way I'm, the way I'm sort of seeing it is like, there's all these kind of, I have problems to solve and I anticipate more problems coming. Right. And so, so moving him is low on the list, but I guess if if my team just looked awesome and I felt really confident and everything was good and I needed like an extra million to bring in a Man City midfielder or something like I would, I just, I would not drop him for, I would not burn points to do it. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, but if it was, if I had two free transfer, you know, it's like, I'm trying to like invent a situation. Where would you turn, this, how about, here's another imagined situation. Would you turn Reese James into Rudiger if you only had one Chelsea defender and no other issues in your team? No, I mean, I, I don't like that kind of lateral move, you know? I mean, it just, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if I had two transfers and one, I was, you, you know, like it was like, I kind of had the luxury of doing a lateral move. Maybe yeah. I would consider it because I do think he's going to get more starts than Reese over the rest of picture. It's a good question. Uh, maybe I answered it too fast, but I, I, I don't, I just don't think I would do it. No, you no, know? I, I um, agree. Yeah. I think I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I agree with you. I align with you there. I think it's just uh, it like I, I, as I said, have the, the Mendy Reese James pairing and it's hard after a month uh, with just one point with Reese to not think about the points that you may have feel like you missed out on. So um, many of the goals they've conceded are fluky goals. You know, I mean, the, the second Leeds goal was not, that was an awesome goal. And yeah. I was, I think I said to you in last week's podcast that I felt like I was getting too caught up in fantasy and not enjoying the match last weekend with West Ham. Yeah. And I did not do that again this time. Like this time it was yeah. like, like Leeds scored that goal. And I was like, 
this is cool. Like, oh know, yeah, and like, I was so, I yeah. was thrilled to finally see Gelhard get his goal because I Your think boy. he has been such a yeah. baller for Leeds this season, and I think he sh- he should be getting more recognition. He he is on his way to getting more recognition, and I love it because I think he's a great player. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he'll start. I mean, he's a four point five million forward, so it'd be yeah. really cool if he started to yeah. to to earn some more minutes, especially if um, if Bamford's out for a while. Yeah. Uh, one final thing on, on Chelsea is uh, Kovacic was back from injury and then he got COVID. Uh, so he is, uh, he's scheduled to come back, um, uh, like next weekend. It's like the weekend mm-hmm. of the 19th. So when he's back, I think that will stabilize things a little bit because that midfield has just been rocked without Kovacic and, yeah. and Conte. And I think um, that'll make a big difference. So, um, all right, let's move on to question number three. Are we closer to solving the striker dilemma, even in the short term? And so, uh, you know, what I often do, Brennan, for these podcasts, by the way, is we get a lot of very similar questions. So I like to just plug, pluck one out, you know, uh-huh. that sort of gets at what, what's what's going on here. And so it's from Ben Gautier. He says, I, I need a third striker besides Watkins and King to replace Vardy. Anyone and everyone is on the table. Who should it be? Now, I know that you're replacing Vardy. I'm in a position where I am strongly, because I'm not going to drop Cancelo, especially when they play, you know, um, Newcastle next yeah. weekend, um, where I would really like to replace um, uh, Ivan Tony. Yeah. And so I am thinking about forwards as well. You have Vardy and you want to drop him. So what are your, what are your thoughts right now? Who would be a good, you know, I mean, this is like the question we've been answering. We've been trying to answer all season. So it's yeah. not like there's an easy answer, but who are you thinking about as a possible Vardy replacement? I've already made my Vardy move because uh, we record a Sunday evening. We usually mm-hmm. uh, jump online a little after 8 PM here, Eastern standard time yep. and price changes happen shortly after that. So I saw yep. that Vardy was dropping. Watkins was going up. Watkins is just just straight up eye test and sure um, yeah he looked good in that Liverpool game I thought yeah he's strong he's fit Danny Ings is clearly not favored um by by either Liverpool or by either Villa manager uh this season so I feel good about that move and the exciting thing about going Vardy to Watkins is that's another two plus million in my bank uh to beef up my midfield so I kind of I did some surgery that i i don't regret the surgery that i made in my midfield going into game week 16 but um it seemed like a band-aid and not a cure yeah uh, so i think andre gray moving up to now now i have the funds with this vardy to watkins move to move gray to somebody like mount uh, yeah, damari gray by the way you're thinking of the old uh the old watford striker right andre all right gray. andre yes the other gray yeah. the other yeah. gray um <laughs> Too many grays. Um, Earl Gray uh, should <laughs> should also be in contention here. So yeah, I I, I just think if you look at Villa's upcoming fixtures, uh, they're also great. You know, they're playing yeah. Norwich away in game week seventeen, followed by Burnley at home, mm-hmm. Chelsea in game week nineteen. Fine. Sure, I mean, Leeds, yeah. Leeds Leeds was able to put two two goals past them, and they're yeah. playing them at home followed by Leeds and Brentford, two pretty porous defenses there as well. So the yeah. the fixtures are there. The form is there. I, I think that has to be top of your list. Who who, who yeah. else would you put up there with Watkins? I'm with you. Uh, I, I think that if I had the money, Watkins would be the player I'd go for too. I mean, he takes a lot of boxes. Fixtures, cheap, um, low ownership, right? I mean, I think this time of year, like it's one, one way to battle frustration is to just bring in a player that nobody else has. Right. And just mm-hmm. be like, all right, well, like, I mean, what I, I don't even know what Watkins ownership is right now, but I bet it's like 
Okay, I'm going to pull it up right now. Guess before you look, Brendan. How much do you think Watkins costs in FPL? Well, I just bought him, so I know he costs seven point five. Uh, sorry, I mean, what is his ownership? Sorry, what is his ownership? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you okay? You said it's low. I actually didn't look at what his ownership was before I bought him. I'm gonna say eleven percent. Six point four percent. Okay, all so, right, that's and, that's good. Yeah. I like my odds there. Yeah, I don't know what his you know top hundred k effective ownership is or whatever, but I, I can't imagine it's higher than ten percent. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's like, we did this a couple weeks ago, we ran through all 20 teams and we were basically like, yep, not a lot of options there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that's still true. I think that, uh, a couple of the players that I am possibly considering are Neil Mape, who is sort of like, he's like the, he's like the real, like one of the real whipping boys of fantasy. Um, but I mean, he is, he has scored six goals this season and six goals in 14 matches for, for them. I mean, that's not yeah. a terrible return for a six. He scores forward. big goals too. I think that's what I like to see out of forward options is, you know, yeah. Mape will screw up many a play, but when, yeah. Oh, not every time, but a lot of times you see that he's, he's he has a little bit of Divock Origi in him, Josh. There's a little bit of, yeah, that that is true. He also has a little bit of, um, I don't know, like Divac Origi when he starts in him, you know, so it's a little <laughs> uh-huh. bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I, so he's a, he's a contender. I think a Pookie, I would, I would throw up. It's a lot of like, it's, I think the real question is, you know, like how much money, like, do you want to spend that money somewhere else? Yeah. Right. Because there's not a lot of great options in that kind of 6.5 million or cheaper range. I mean, I, I brought in, uh, Emmanuel Dennett, Denny and, um, you know, obviously, um, I mean, it's, we sort of talked about it last week and it was like a real, like, it felt like a coin flip between him and King. Um, I mean, King had a big chance, uh, late too. Um, but then it was like, you know, one, the one thing we didn't anticipate when we had that discussion was, um, that they were going to swap spots, you know, suddenly. <laughs> sure. We would have predicted that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just so suddenly they're going to be like, oh, yeah, actually, you're going to be the striker now and King's going to be on the left wing. Yeah. That's the total reverse of what they've been doing. So, um, which does make it more valuable, although he also scored a Josh header. King got Captain Phillips and uh yeah and, and denny yeah. said i'm i'm the striker now and was, yeah <laughs> although and but then he also scored like a header on a corner kick right <laughs> it's like, just like, like what <laughs> i having brought in josh king this week that was and that was the friday fixture first of the game week i immediately knew like well this game week is over like yeah i know just, that's sometimes you just know don't you you yeah. just know one match yeah. in that you're just like in trouble you know yeah. it's like you right. can only right. have one player but, but you know, even yeah. still i mean i um I hate having King now because of the immediate, um, the media, the immediate points damnation that I mm-hmm. took there. Sure. But like you have, I, I, I'm actually quite positive in staying the course with him and, sure, and with Denny as well. Cause Watford's fixtures are Burnley palace, Burnley and palace. I would just say in the next two yep. wolves is an interesting fixture. And I, I mentioned, I call that out because you mentioned Neil Maupe and Brighton host Wolves in game week 17. And Wolves, I, this is how Bruno Lage seems like he 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 thinks he's going to earn his job at yeah. Wolverhampton is to win, is not to win, is to go the Scott Parker route and get nil-nils for the Man. rest of the season. So it I'm a little concerned fun. about Brighton. Who, who knew, who <laughs> knew that, Matt, that Matt Doherty was the only thing keeping that team fun? You know, know. it's yeah. like... Yeah. yeah, they were so much more rock and roll in that moment when mm-hmm. it was it was the first season that they came up and it was, it was Doherty and and 
Jota and Jimenez, Jimenez yeah. all high flying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm a little worried about that Brighton matchup with Wolves because Brighton just aren't scoring a lot of goals, and then they come up against a defensive resurgent Manchester United in game week 18. Brighton does. Yeah, I mean that's that that's the the, the worry with with um, with Brighton is that it's it's you just you, you know it's like you, you, especially right now like I don't want to be buying somebody with only one good fixture. Um, yeah. I mean he, I, he does play Brentford. Mape that is plays Brentford a week after that, but then they play Chelsea away right after that. So you you know it's two two out of four. It's not it's not great. The one thing I'll say about Dennis, by the way, or Denny, um, is that there's some African Cup of Nations stuff. For one thing, I don't think um, he'll get called if he gets called up at all, which is like still arguable. Like he is like he was not expected to get called up, but then they just like fired their his his national team just fired their manager, so he may get called up now, possibly. Um, but even if he does, that's that's probably five game weeks from now, right? It'd be after game week twenty one. I am not thinking. I never try to think that far ahead unless I'm making a keeper transfer or something. Like it's like just. Don't think about what's going to happen six weeks from now. I just don't think that's like valuable FPL strategy. It's really, you end up overlooking really good assets because you're worried about a transfer you might have to make in six weeks time, you know? So, um, so I think, you know, the other options, I I think that, that I actually think Pookie has looked kind of good and kind of, kind of dangerous and it's probably a little unlucky not to come away with any, any returns. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I sort of was like almost talking myself into Benteke and then he got benched again. Um, so I guess he's just sort of off the table. Um, I will say this about Pookie because I like that shout because watching Norwich recently. So Pookie had his, his brief moment in the sun when Norwich were last up in the Premier League. But what what I think is different now is Pookie realizes he is the only player who can keep that team up this season yeah not that they're not already down and i think that he over the last month has been playing more and more like that talisman more and more like that player who's like i am the only one who can do this and i don't think we saw that particularly from pookie even if he was having a better season the last time norwich were in the premier league so i like that about uh pookie yeah and they're up to 10 points they're tied with newcastle uh, they're only three back from watford actually in, in 17th so i mean i agree with you I, I find it hard to imagine them um them going down but they're only three points away from safety which is mm-hmm. which is you know higher than you'd um better than we would have expected a month ago that's for sure um i think that um what do you think about the king dennis double up I don't I don't dislike it. I don't dislike it because, you know, I'm trying to ride this wave of of optimism and King had his chances in that Brentford match, right? Yep. And it yep. didn't it didn't go his way and if if he can be fluid with that playing in the number 9 with Denny then uh, maybe we see them swap it up again in the following game. I yeah. do believe the points will come for Josh King. I also yeah. believe that Denny is just, he is, this is really good form. He, he's in such good form. And I think he's in such good form that what is undeniable is just, he's just a really good player. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're going to get value for that money. And a so, great mustache. Yeah. It doesn't get talked about enough. He looks, he looks like the coolest guy on the pitch <laughs> yes. yeah he's like no, he's the no new Juan Mata like I'm like if I could hang out with anybody I think it'd be I just want to, like, I want to see what he's like and also he's like a bowling ball I mean he like the way he like just 
he's just like a like talk about agents of chaos. He's definitely uh-huh. in the agents of chaos eleven. Yeah. You know, I, was, I yeah, I, I think yeah. he is a bowling ball. I do think he's also got a really good touch on the ball too. So it's like a mixture of bowling ball and actually quite quite good on yeah. the ball. Yeah. So the double up. Just, just as we mentioned, the the immediate short term fixtures for Watford, Burnley, Palace, Burnley and Palace. So yeah, see what happens. Yeah. I don't think there's a stronger case to be made for other strikers, but that leads me to the one guy we haven't mentioned, which is Mikel Antonio. Sure. I felt like I was going to ride the uh, Antonio out campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ride through that, and now I have Antonio as a differential. Yeah. And having watched West Ham on Sunday, they looked pretty uh, defend. Uh, they looked pretty offensively uh, impotent. I will say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not sure it was the best move to stick with Antonio. So what's what's your read on that uh, situation? And also fixture pileup. How long are these hamstrings going to remain intact? I know. I know. I, I think about that too. I mean, the thing about Antonio is once you get past 17, it's, it really is a nice run. I mean, Norwich, Southampton, Watford palace and the, and the four to come, you'd, you'd think he would get some kind of returns. I mean, I, part of the problem for me actually is I don't have a great way to bring him back in at the moment. Um, yeah. I kind of have to hope that West Ham, I mean, yeah, it's like I have to, he has not been a great form. I, I continue to think that the midfield is not helping him out very much, um, that he's not getting a lot of help. Yeah, from, this uh, is like know. Jesse Lingard's going to come in, yeah, and I think that he yeah. needs a he needs a partner in crime the way Ben Rama was for yeah. two weeks, basically, yeah. at the start of the season. I know. I have I, not been totally sold on Bowen as an FPL asset, Like the, but the Bowen momentum got, the momentum, the momentum just skyrocketed mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, but I'm not, I'm still not totally feeling that. Um, all right, well, let's, let's, let's keep, let's keep going here, Brandon. Question Go number four, I'm going to pull it up here. I got, I got distracted. Uh, question number four is Ronaldo speaking of forwards worth the cash and by order of FPL says if we're all captains solid anyway, is it even worth having another premium? I Ronaldo, we got our spreading that money around. Says I got excited about owning Ronaldo this week for Nor- versus Norwich, and then he scored the same number of points as Denny. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, what you would say to that, Josh? I suspect is why not both Ronaldo and Denny equals yeah. eighteen points, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you, 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 yeah, exactly. I mean, you're paying for consistency, right? Yeah. That's what that's what the premium is for. It's not. It's it's hard to find consistency mm-hmm. at, in any at any spot in your team, and yeah, like maybe you could. You know, the, like spreading your money around thing, I, it sounds like it gets overblown. You know, it's like, it's not, it's not like you're like, you know, if you're trying a wild card, like you're not really like putting two million into four different spots or whatever. You know, it's it's yeah. like you're going to put into one or two other places. It doesn't really, you know, like long term maybe, but yeah. like in the short term, it's going to work. I agree. I, I think for that, for that fact of consistency, Ronaldo is worth it. And there will be a moment when e- Egypt is playing in the African Cup of Nations, which we were just mentioning with Denny. Uh, Mo Salah is a million percent getting called up and going to that yeah. tournament. Yep. And who are you going to call? Ghostbusters when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you have Ronaldo, you've already got a captainable option right there. And yep. I, if, if I had the money right now for Ronaldo, I it's a pretty good chance I would have brought him in over Ollie Watkins. I figured. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, it's. I think you're kind of in a good spot because kind of. 
I think that Watkins could kind of get close. I mean, this could be like, this could sound hilarious in a week's time. Right. Uh-huh. You know, but I think that he could get close enough that it's sort of, you get to be a little different, you know, with, with your money. I mean, it's like, it's sort of like either way it's, it's, I, it's like going Ronaldo sounds good and going Watkins and spreading the money around sounds good too. You know, sure. yeah, um, both I, people seem. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, um, yeah. But I mean, that, that to me is the answer is just, I, I just want, um, I just want, a forward who can score goals. And, um, I, I don't know that he's like the only one who can do it really like outside of Emmanuel Dennis, I guess. I mean, that's not going to last, like, you know, I think Emmanuel Dennis is great. He's playing in really great form. He's got a great mustache. You and I are both big fans. We want to, we want to go have a beer with him. Clearly. Um, <laughs> Hit us up, Denny. Yeah. Hit us up. Yeah. I can like, I mean, in five weeks time, like who knows, you know, it's like, he could be mm-hmm. like gone. We never talk about him again. Mm-hmm. Like that's, but, but with Ronaldo, it's never going to go away. Right. Because he just scores goals out of nothing, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's, that's what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, let's move on to the last question, Brandon. Question number five is, are we buying any of the following emerging performers? Okay. And I'm going to name off these performers. Um, actually, why don't we alternate? I'll do the first one. You do the second. Okay. I'll do the third. You do the fourth. Sure. Uh, and you just tell me, are you buying their performance? Would you consider them in fantasy? Uh-huh. Okay. So first name here is James Madison. And I, I almost read that name, not as James Madison, but as cognitive bias. And, um, <laughs> I've done that before. I'm not doing it again. Uh, yeah. Does that mean that I can predict whether James Madison's form will continue or not? I think the one point in James Madison's favor is that Telemans is back and healthy mm-hmm. and Madison, his issue is that he can't Jack Grealish it. He cannot do it on his own in the midfield. Yep. So if he can play with Telemans, I think that's good. Uh, you know, but I've I've got I've got uh, history with this man. Hard to blank slate with him. Um, I, he always feels like um, it's like a little. There's like a little more flash than you want. Like it's like it feels like he's a player who could be mm-hmm. like a 14 goal, 10 assist kind of player. And it's like if he wanted it a little. I mean, like listen, I'm, I don't mean to like read the, into this guy's soul. Like for all I know, he <laughs> absolutely burns to play football and yeah. doesn't. Um, it just seems like he always like feels very conscious about how his hair looks or whatever on the pitch sure. and, you know that it, like i get a vibe from him yeah you know? i see the vibe i also yeah. think there's a version of james madison where he's a little too cerebral like when he was sure. hitting a good patch of form last season he was talking endlessly about he was in cahoots with brendan rogers talking about strategy and tactics mm-hmm. and he does seem like he is very thoughtful about the game and how he plays the game mm-hmm. but so, and and what what can the downside of that is that is you can slow down the way that you play yeah. uh, when it is not as instinct instinctive you, you can yeah. play within yourself and it blows yeah. up and I think Madison is prone to that I also think yes he's prone to the flash as well it's just like a, a bad cocktail and I mean you know the the returns in the last four game weeks are, are obviously insane right sixteen yeah. ten one and 16. I mean, that's what 43 points, uh, mm-hmm. averaging more than 10 points a match. But again, you got to look at what happened, right? Watford at home, Newcastle at home. You will not get two better fixtures the entire season than those two fixtures. That's where 32 of those points came from. He's not going to have a chance to play those teams mm-hmm. at home again, <laughs> again this season. Right. So yeah. I think, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not totally buying it either because it just, it never lasts with him. And, and why would we expect it to last now when it yeah. never has before? Like, did he have, like if anything, Lester has gotten worse. Something? Yeah. If any, yeah, exactly. And it's like, they're like unsettled right now. I mean, the Vardy thing is just like, 
it's just weird, right? Like who would have thought like in Villa in Newcastle last two that he played 25 total minutes. Yeah. I mean, just kind of a fluky thing, I think, because they had to win that Europa yeah. League match. Precisely. He played 90 and they lost anyway. And then, <laughs> and then they rest him and then Daka scores, right? Daka like, who's looked like he's great. Completely awesome yeah. all season. Yeah. You know, it was not supposed to end this way for Jamie Vardy, Josh, but it's yeah. just like a, a bad sequence of events, a yeah. bad sequence of timing. I'm a big Donka fan. I think next season, like, you know, if we, we should have like a pod second half of the season where we just talk about players that we think are going to be awesome next mm-hmm. year, you know, I like and that, I yeah. think that Daka is one of those ones who had, um, that's like a good international break combo. No one, no one steal that now that I've uh, <laughs> floated that on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's our IP now. All right. Who's, uh, who's next? Who's next on this list? Yeah. Next number on this is uh, Diogo Dello, the, the, the cheap Manchester United defender right back. I mean, why not? Right? I, I, I sure. genuinely think this, if I f- feel strongly about any emerging FPL bandwagon, it would be the Manchester United defense because yeah. they have always had the tools. It's kind of like yeah. the entire United squad. Yep. The tools are there. They just didn't really have anything leading them. Uh, um, yeah. And and now they can kind it seems like they can organize themselves so dallo yeah. at 4.4 feels like a, yeah. particularly the discussion we were having earlier about uh, um shoring up your your bench yeah. for covid and and rotation yeah dallo is an easy win i think there i think so too even he jumped up to 4.5 i don't know today or yesterday okay. yeah, apparently i just i just looked a second ago um yeah i mean the wambasaka thing um it's just like he this is this is kind of we were kind of heading this way for a couple of years, right? I mean, he's like Basako have these games, Juan Basako have these games where he just like is you know just picks every you know every every opposing attacker's pocket and and looks brilliant, but mm-hmm. I mean, the guy just can't he can't cross, you yeah. know? I mean, he's just not a great attacker and it's just very hard for a top 4 level club to have a player who can only to have yeah. a defender, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, have one of your backs not be able to attack. And that's, yep. I think that finally caught up with them. So, uh, and now he's injured anyway, so it's not really, you know, super relevant. Um, all right. Number three, this is one I think is a little eh, uh, trickier, although maybe the answer is obvious. Uh, Martin Odegaard. <laughs> what do you think about Odegaard? Oh, this is an easy pass for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I do want to couch this in. I continue to be pro Arteta. Uh, I think Arsenal are should be applauded for moving in the right direction. Uh, there, there seems to be a cohesive strategy there. Uh, I like the way Odegaard is playing and the way he fits into the system. Uh, mm-hmm. But these are all everything that I have just said exists entirely outside of fantasy Premier League, and yeah. I, 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 I would, I would first go back to I just transferred. Bakayo Saka out of my team, Josh. Mm-hmm. I would still rather have Saka over Odegaard at this point. <laughs> and I desperately yeah. wanted to get rid of Saka last week. At least he got a yellow card. You know, that's like, it's like, it's, it's like when you transfer a player and they do something, you're like, just get a yellow card. Don't <laughs> yeah. get bonus points. Do it's something. Throw me, yeah. throw me a bone here, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, especially because Smith Rowe is not that much more expensive, right? 0.6 yeah. million, but we're still talking about a 6 million player. Um, and now that he's back from, you know, I mean, I know he didn't start this last weekend, but now that he's, he's unflagged, I would expect him to be the starter 
you know, and, and virtually all all key matches. Um, so I you just just go for the the real attacking number ten option there. Um, although he has, I mean, three goals in three matches is impressive, and he's five point four million. So I, I don't think he's like a horrible option. Like if you need someone super cheap to fund a different move or whatever, yeah. like I don't I don't hate him, you know, for that reason. Um, but I think. Oh, by the way, uh, just shout out um, to me for going on last week's pod and telling everybody to take a zero pointer on Sanchez uh, rather than burn four to bring in someone like Aaron Ramsdale or, um, or, um, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what's his name? The other uh, man United keeper, David, uh, David, yeah. De- I just forgot his, I don't know how I forgot his name for a second there uh, or De Gea. Uh, Earl Grey. Yeah. Ramsdale uh, picked up 11 points. De Gea picked up 10. So in both cases, a minus four would have been gigantic. Imagine uh, playing both. Josh. Go for the double up. I, yeah, exactly. So uh, apologies for that. Typically, uh, I don't think a minus four for a keeper is, is a good move, especially when that keeper is going to be back uh, the following week. I but, challenge our listeners yeah. to find a podcast out there that's predicting uh, goalkeeper returns. Um I mean, I guess they could find probably find one that could this week, <laughs> week a week after yeah. week. I doubt it. Yeah, it's hard to pull. Yeah, the final final player on this emerging performers list, emerging FPL performers, I should say, uh, is Raheem Sterling. Which I think it's kind of an interesting one. I mean, it's it's interesting. I agree. Uh, I think he definitely piques my interest more than James Madison and Odegaard, and it's uh, the volume. It's like. I love this. I love this discussion of Manchester City and just like anything is possible in fantasy with Manchester City just because of the volume of attacking chances that they create. Yeah. So you can make a case for we're I mean, we're we we developed a a very not we, but the the fantasy managers developed an actual bandwagon for Bernardo Silva. You know, go back six months. You had jumped on board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we. Yeah, we're only we're only uh, ticket holders. We're not the conductors of that bandwagon. That's for sure. Um, and and the likes of Gundogan, et cetera, et cetera. Raheem Sterling has got the track record, but he's been so out of form. And it seems like he's back. It seems like Pep has some relationship and trust with him again. So I, I think that rotation is going to be something that hangs over the heads of, of managers as they consider city assets over the next month. Yeah. But that said, yeah. you know, it is that volume of chances and somebody in the form that Sterling is. I like him better than Madison or Odegaard here. Yeah. The Foden owners must be so frustrated, right? It's like you can see he's so good, <laughs> you know, like he's such a great player. He's cheap. Like, like when he's out there, he looks dangerous every minute of the match. And at yeah. the end of the, you know, but in the end we're, we're, you know, 16 matches into the season, he's got three goals and three assists and misses tons of matches, battled <laughs> minor injuries, you know, all, all season long starts the wrong fixtures, you know, from a fantasy perspective, it's just like, it's just, that's, I mean, Silva is almost like a, like a, um, process of elimination, yeah. you know, pick, uh, especially with Gundogan now injured. I think actually, you know, Gundogan being injured uh, or, or sounds like he's going to be injured probably makes me feel even better about Silva, right? Because I, I don't, I, I just don't see, I see, I, I, it's hard for me to imagine Silva being benched either the next two matches because yeah. I just think they're going to need him uh, no matter where he plays on the pitch. It may, it may hurt his positioning a little bit, but, um, but he's always, he's, his position is bizarre anyway. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it's like he was playing all over the place in, in, you know, Saturday's match. The beauty of him is even if Silva, he his 
best feature i think is his ability his, his dribbling ability yeah and it's almost like if you put him in the middle of the pitch and his job is to break through a couple of tackles and hold the ball suddenly he goes from a deep lying midfielder to he's broken a few tackles and he's on the ball at the 18 and he, now that he's in scoring form great cool i yeah. I'm into it. I'm so into it. I'm into but, it too. Over Sterling too, right? Like yeah, right. yeah. I mean, because yeah. that's the thing with Sterling is he's 10.6 million. The only way you could logically bring Sterling into your squad is if you, for whatever reason, still had Sun and you yeah. wanted to drop Sun. And then I think that's an easy, that's an interesting, fun move to Sterling. We could in five weeks when Afcon starts, we could maybe talk about. Um, Salah to um, to Sterling mm-hmm. uh, if we want Salah out. You know, I, I was really worried about that. And now there's talk that he may play through the um, the January 3rd, the January 2nd fixture with um, the Chelsea-Liverpool match, which would be game week 21. And because and after that, you've got like a couple of breaks built in. So he only, may only miss two matches. And if I was going to keep, keep Ivan... Him. Yeah, if I was going to keep Ivan Tony for two matches, I can keep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can keep you know uh, Salah for two. So um, yeah, I mean it's because like the problem is you're going you're to have to bring him back immediately, right? I mean, and the well, anyway, we'll talk about that in a few weeks. I want I want to get distracting us all talk. All right, so let's take one final break. We'll get back and do one final post break discussion. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, Brad, we're back. Uh, just, w- again, a, a brief note to anybody. Uh, Tuesday is when Game Week 17 kicks off. So at the very least, go in and set that bus team. Make sure that you're ready to go, yeah. just in case you get hit by a bus in the next 48 hours before yeah. this match. Look both uh, ways, everybody. Yeah, before the match kicks off. And, you know, the, the COVID stuff, I mean, you know, I would try to wait until Tuesday to make your transfer. Then we take a point one hit just, just to make... 100% sure. Wow, and, you know. you're just throwing daggers at me right now, Joshua. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I I mean, you were in a tricky spot, you know, yeah. but you also sometimes when you're feeling bad about FPL, you got to just You've got to take you, action. You got to take action. Exactly. You can't sit around for 3 days. Um uh so anyway, uh, one final note here. It's it's kind of a comment, but I thought it was an interesting way to to end the podcast. Uh Shane said 
And he starts off with a quote. He says, take care of your biggest problem or uh, fix your weakest link is the way I usually like to say uh -huh. it. Um, he said, has been a great strategy to take to heart and one that I had dutifully ignored in 10 previous <laughs> seasons of FPL. Yeah. This season, it saved me headaches, regrets, and likely more than a few hits. Will also be in a great sanity checker for taking a cold, objective look at my group and targeting the true weakest link in the chain versus the weakest link in the chain versus a uh -huh. rage transfer, which I have to admit can still feel extremely gratifying, or a more rushed emotional transfer on a shiny new toy like me moving from Rafinha to Bernardo uh, uh -huh. this week. Says uh, thanks, thanks for all that you guys do, and for this often ridiculous game. <laughs> that we love. I, I, I wanted to include this in here because this is, it's a piece of advice that you almost can't reiterate enough, right? Because again, if I had just fixed my weakest link, which was to take Kane out and had, and didn't bother with any other luxury transfers, I would be five points yeah. richer this week. And I feel like that is often, often, often the case, uh, you know, that I, if you just, and it's not like, I mean, you know, it's like a lot of times that minus four, just wait a week and do it for free. Yeah. You know, that's usually the 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 way to do it. And you don't need to, to, to bust out that that, yeah. that move early. I feel like a strategy argument that suffered a bit this season is the argument of patience. And maybe this is a way to reframe that patience argument is to be patient with assets is not give them more time to allow them to perform. Um, it's not focused on that underperforming asset that you want to get out, be patient with them. It's actually, they may be underperforming, but they're not your biggest problem. And if you are yeah. patient in getting rid of them, yep. um, not patient in holding them for them to return, but if you're patient yep. in getting rid of them, you can probably bring on board a few more FPL points in the meantime. Yep. Yeah. And I actually really love that perspective of looking at a player like Rafinha and, mm -hmm. and it's it's less hold on to these players so that they can reward your patience. It's just hold on to them because they are likely to yeah. maybe give you a parting gift. I think I got a little caught up in all the chaos of this last week, you yeah. know, and it was sure. like it sort of got like caught in the slipstream of it all. But um, it may and, have been like the only fun part of the last week is let's try to solve the problem of all this horrible chaos. Um, yeah. It felt like a week where it might have hit, you know, you can kind of get away with it. And, yeah. and in the end I kind of did, I mean, I finished on a green arrow this week, um, despite, despite having a minus four that, you know, to take out a player who scored mm -hmm. more than the player I brought in. But, um, you know, I think that it's, it's just something to really keep in mind all the time, because I think that uh, we often, um, I mean, you know, to reframe it, right. The, if I had just done that this week, I actually had two problems that I was going to fix. I was going to take a minus four. I should have taken out the injured, I, uh, the, the COVID out Ivan Tony, right. Like, and, and solve that problem first, um, instead of, instead of this other one. And now I still have to deal with the Tony problem and now I have Cancelo out too. So because I didn't solve that problem then, right. I'm still dealing with that problem now, right? I just like paid it forward with it, with, you know, and now I've got two problems instead of one. So it's, it's something to really think about because it can just, and honestly, if you just feel like you're like stuck, like that's like, it's kind of like what we talked about at the discussion right at the beginning of the podcast. If you're stuck, just start thinking practically, right? Like uh -huh. look at the first problem and solve that. And then, and then wait a week and solve problem number two. And pretty soon your team's going to look totally different and you're most likely going to be on, on some green arrows as well. We're a couple of stubborn guys, Josh. We don't like going to the doctor. Yeah. Just go to the doctor. You've got a problem. Go to the doctor and fix it. 
Yeah. Well, I like the way you talked about the patience thing a few minutes ago. I think I think that made a lot of sense. Yeah, be patient with that doctor appointment too. You know, <laughs> put put up that colonoscopy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Not forever, you know, but just uh, don't uh, when don't, it feels right. Yeah, don't bump somebody else's appointment. You know, wait to, until to the wait wait until there's going to be a price rise on colonoscopies, and then mm-hmm. you move move, move on that. Yeah, that, that that might be a Sunday night appointment booking. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you to everyone for listening, and I think we. we this is short, short for us anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. And um, yeah, we'll uh, let's do a quick thank you, Brandon, to our producers. I'll do the producer read this week, though, uh, unless unless you want to. I, well, I heard here, you, like, take a breath. You know? I want you. I want you to read the producer names. And before you get to that, who are these producers? Well, these producers are the the top supporters uh, on our Patreon page, which you can check out at patreon.com slash always cheating. As Josh mm-hmm. mentioned at the top of the pod, it's pledge month. It's December. Mm-hmm. Yep. We want to thank Josh for what we do week in, week out. That's a great way to do it. And the producer tier is our top tier. You uh, you get your name mentioned at the end of every pod, mm-hmm. plus an always cheating podcast, which everybody at the Sorloth tier and above uh, gets. So I go to patreon.com slash always cheating to check that out. So Josh, uh, much ado about the producers. Please give them their yep. warm thank yous. Yeah, and uh, some of the people I was talking about giving you stick on Slack, Brandon, were these very producers. You know, <laughs> okay. they have All golden right. they have golden protection. You know, it's really um, they can get away with that. You know, and uh, they, they can't get booted from the uh, the Slack. But their names will be tattooed on my back next to my giant tattoo of the scales <laughs> of justice. So you know, just just so I don't forget. I didn't even know that you got bumped. Was it because of the points hit? Was that what did it? It I was a so. Damari yeah. Gray yellow card. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> put me on a tie with uh, <laughs> oh. another supporter who won the tiebreaker. And I mean, I I fully deserved it because I'd been at the bottom for the last three weeks. So um, good on everybody who's still in the last cheater standing league. Yeah. Uh, good, and good luck yeah. to all of you. All right. Well, Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell. Chris was horrified, by the way, he's a Tennessee fan, to find out that my wife is a Florida supporter. Because uh, we, we were at a Florida basketball game earlier. Uh, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, the Big Gaffer, Babas Kuhn, Jeff Husby. Babas Kuhn, Brandon. We should, we should, Babas Kuhn, reach out to us. I don't know what you're up to these days, Babas Kuhn. So let us what's know uh, what's going on. Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner Lodal, Nick Wright. And thanks. I'm glad you heard our shout out on this last week's pod, Nick Wright. Jim Payne, I'd love for you to reach out to us as well. I haven't heard from Jim Payne in too long. Some of these people I hear from all the time. Other people are, it's like I, I want to hear from them more, Brandon. Brian Chin, Blair Jacobs. Brian Chin used to send me DMs on Slack. You know, I want to hear from him again, too. Blair Jacobs and Travis West. Victor, I can't do this for every single person. Victor Forberg, Skogang. Paul Herzig, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markoff, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Karen Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Bluno Stu, Mikey Yuan, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, George King, Shiv Majoria, Rom Frost, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus Yanoas, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Golov Robbie, Todd Byerly, Albert Paxley, Martin Opseth, Lee Hickman, Velger, Paulson Kruger, Jazz Binning, hope to see you soon. Jazz in Brooklyn. I got a couple of days off this week. Managed by Lasso, Francis Moore, James Keatley, Kagan Walsh, The Saint, and our newest producer patron, Alex Holcomb. Alex, thanks again for joining the crew. Brandon, where can people find the podcast? They can find it wherever podcasts are available. Uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Listen, this is just what we'll say. If you don't care about Patreon and you want to help us, go to Apple Podcasts right now and give us five stars. That would be super cool. But just subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Our 
our discussions will be ever present during the uh, festive period. I'm wearing my Santa hat right now, Josh. Festive Brandon is here with you. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Hell Cheaters, Instagram at Hell Cheaters. Email us, hellcheaters at gmail.com. For all this information and more, we are at uh, alwayscheating.com. Josh, that's the last word for me, apart from Poku Forever and a shout out to the club that Poku himself helped to build, NYCFC, who I understand through text message, is now the MLS Cup champion. Yeah. So good good job, guys. One time, front of the pod, Stephen Schaller. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for, for listening this week. Good luck on Tuesday this, this week, and, and hopefully um, we have a little less chaos than we had this last week. Talk to you soon. Bye. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com